This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Russian President Vladimir Putin called the U.S. dollar's drop in dominance, quote, objective and irreversible during the recent BRICS summit in South Africa, as Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa formally agreed to use local currencies instead of the U.S. dollar. It's the first shoe to drop. As demand for the dollar weakens, the buying power of the dollar also weakens. That's why Birch Gold Group is busier than ever. Investors and savers are looking to harness the power of physical gold held in a tax-sheltered IRA. Text MONICA to 989-898 for your free info kit on gold. Thousands of happy customers, an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, and countless five-star reviews you can count on Birch Gold to help you navigate transitioning an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. As the U.S. dollar continues to receive pressure from foreign countries, digital currency, and central banks, arm yourself with information on how to protect your savings. Just text MONICA to 989-898 to claim your free info kit from Birch Gold Group right now. Hey guys, I'm Monica Crowley, and this is the Monica Crowley Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me here on this Friday, TGIF, am I right? This is your go-to for hot liberty, a safe space for all of us thought criminals, independent thinkers, and happy warriors. Check me out on social media, Instagram at Monica Crowley underscore, and Twitter and True Social at Monica Crowley. Also by email, Monica Crowley Podcast at gmail.com. Again, that's Monica Crowley Podcast at gmail.com. All right, uh, coming up next week, big shows coming up as usual. We are going to talk with Steve Kirsch, who is a former tech uh, CEO and entrepreneur, but he's retired a couple of years ago. And since the pandemic, he has really trained his attention on the vaccines, the mRNA shots, the dangers of those shots, and the lies surrounding those shots from the people who should have been telling us the truth. He is uh, really an extraordinary investigator, uh, thought leader on all of these issues, and he's going to bring us the latest on the shots and the lawsuits that are surrounding these things uh, because the FDA just made a major move on all of these shots. So that is coming up here on Monday. Really extensive conversation with Steve Kirsch, not to be missed. Also next week, a fun surprise guest coming up for you. 
And when I say fun, I mean a really fun surprise guest. A hilarious comedian is going to join us next week. And I don't want to divulge this person's name, but you are absolutely going to love it. I promise you. Uh, Coming up on the show today, we are going to have a blockbuster conversation with the House Oversight Committee Chairman, James Comer. Comer, as I've been telling you for weeks and weeks now, he is doing extraordinary investigative work on his committee. They are doing it in a very systematic, thoughtful way of unearthing all of the Biden family corruption and excavating all of these lies that have been buried by all of our institutions that are supposed to be doing the investigating. So he is going to be here. That is coming up here in just a couple of minutes. James Comer really leading the pack here in these investigations and doing it, again, in a very comprehensive way, uh, which is how it needs to be done if you were going to move ahead with consequences. And we are going to ask him about that. This is not just about investigations. As important as they are, obviously, they're the building blocks uh, to building a case against Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, and the rest of the Biden crime family. But it can't just stop with the investigations. There have to be consequences If those investigations lead to proof, real evidence, documentation of illegal activity, real crimes by Joe Hunter and the rest, and if they do lead to real crimes, then there have to be consequences, including impeachment in Biden's case, perhaps impeachment in Merrick Garland's case, prosecutions. These people have to be held accountable. You saw what just happened yesterday with Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin literally killed somebody, and he's skating. He's walking. All charges dropped. And I tweeted this yesterday, and it's gone viral. But I tweeted, you know, if you're a wealthy leftist and you literally kill somebody, you'll skate. But if you sneezed at the Capitol on January 6th, you're thrown into solitary in the D.C. gulag. We cannot go on like this. We are going to talk to James Comer. Again, that's coming up in just a couple of minutes here, okay? But first, the Monica memo. We've had two major developments, again, over the last, what, 24, 48 hours here. Two major stories have broken. And both of these stories point to the tremendous corruption surrounding the 2020 election, where the deep state sought desperately to install not elect, install Joe Biden as president and remove Donald Trump. And also the depth of corruption surrounding the Biden crime family that has been desperately uh, buried by the powers that be, again, the agencies and people who are supposed to be conducting these investigations. The first story is the IRS whistleblower. And again, we'll talk to Comer about that here today. And also, the former acting CIA director, Mike Morrell, had some interesting things to say. So I want to cover both of these stories before we get to Comer, because these are stories that, despite the institutional fight to keep these stories buried, and despite the propaganda press trying to bury them and not cover them, these are the kinds of stories now that are breaking through and actually could be the tipping point on Joe Biden, on the Biden family. And I also think it's no coincidence here that Joe Biden now is moving up his timeline to announce he's running for president again. 
according to the reporting, Biden is going to make this announcement next Tuesday. After he just spent the last couple of weeks saying he's putting it off until the fall. Keep in mind, this could have also been one of the big reasons why Donald Trump made his announcement, what, last November, I guess it was, super, super early. And everybody's like, why is he doing that? All these restrictions go on you when you are an announced candidate like this in terms of fundraising and what you can and cannot do. So a lot of people were scratching their heads. Why would Trump announce so early? Well, there are political reasons, like you want to freeze the rest of the field and become so dominant so early that everybody else just throws their, their chances away and they don't announce. I think you know that's part of the reason why Trump announced so early, but I also think because he had sensed that perhaps indictments were coming that the deep state and his enemies were going to move against him in in grand juries and the DOJ, and he could see what was going to come down the pike. And so he announced early to try to kind of freeze all of that and set him on a different level. So now he can make the argument, hey, they're coming after me, and I'm their chief political opponent. I'm a candidate for president and the leading candidate. So there are all these calculations that go into when you time your announcement. And I think it certainly came into play with Trump. And now with Biden, I think because these investigations are getting so hot and because he and his family are so guilty that I think he's announcing early. Now, you cannot indict a sitting president. So he's in a different situation than Donald Trump. I understand that. But I think he can push back with a similar kind of argument as Trump is making if, uh, you know, his son is indicted and it's all leading toward Joe, which obviously it is. And we're going to talk to Comer about all of this. But the train goes directly to Joe Biden. There would not be a Biden crime family if Joe Biden hadn't been a leading U.S. senator, vice president and now president. None of these foreign countries, China, Ukraine, you name it, would have been funneling tens of millions of dollars into the Biden family if not for Joe. So, of course, all roads lead to Joe. And that's why I think he's probably moving up his announcement because he knows bad things are coming his way because he is guilty as hell. And so he wants the protection, like Trump wanted the protection of being a, an announced presidential candidate. That's just my theory, okay? Now, the two stories. Let's deal with the IRS whistleblower first. Little background here. Literally on day one, on Inauguration Day... In January of 2021, one of the very first things that Joe Biden did, apart from killing the Keystone Pipeline and waging war on American domestic energy production, he named a new head of the criminal division at the Department of Injustice. So he obviously knew they were guilty as hell, needed his own guy, his own political tool as head of the criminal division at the DOJ. One step back, in December of 2020, one month after the presidential election, Hunter Biden went to a law firm called Latham & Watkins, and he hired a lawyer named Chris Clark to defend him against potential federal tax charges. One month later, when Biden was sworn in as president, what a joke, Hunter's dad then turned around and hired Chris Clark's partner, at Latham and Watkins, a guy named Nick McQuaid 
to oversee the criminal division at the DOJ, and that's the division that would bring those federal tax charges. What a coinkydink, right? Such an obvious and glaring conflict, you would think that McQuaid, if he had any ethics at all, would have recused himself from the Hunter Biden investigation, but of course not, because the entire reason he was installed in that position was to protect Hunter and his dad. This investigation has been going on on Hunter since 2018, five years. So you would think, certainly over the last two, that they would have amassed enough evidence against Hunter to bring charges, but of course not. And again, it's not for lack of evidence. For years now, the FBI, since 2019, has had possession of Hunter's laptop. On that laptop, you see a whole array of crimes a panoply of crimes, if you will, including the fact that the Biden family made millions and millions of dollars from foreign governments, including from our worst enemies like China. And they made that money by selling access to the U.S. government through Joe. Classic influence peddling. So the question is, among Many, many questions about the Biden crime family. Did Hunter pay federal taxes on all of that money? Keep in mind, Hunter is a classic crackhead who was taking some of this money, paying Russian hookers and allowing the Russian hookers access to God knows what, the laptop, his phone calls, who knows? That was the actual Russian collusion. Am I right? So ask yourself, a crackhead who was high all of the time, do you think he was a really on-time, good, faithful taxpayer? I don't think so. Two years ago, uh, Hunter Biden gave an interview with Anthony Mason at CBS. And he was asked about this criminal investigation into his taxes And he said, he was asked by Anthony Mason, is your legal team working on any kind of plea deal? And Hunter goes, oh, no, no way. I'm absolutely certain, he said, that what we're doing is being completely cooperative with whoever is asking from any authority whatsoever. Mason said the implication all through the campaign was that your efforts that somehow benefited your family financially. Have you ever given your father money? from any of your business ventures. Hunter said, no, nothing, nothing ever. Not a nickel? Hunter, not a nickel. Directly or indirectly? Directly or indirectly, Hunter said, not a nickel ever. 100%. No, never. Pretty unequivocal, right, guys? Mm Mm-hmm. Said, no, never. That was a lie. We know at least 10% for the big guy, Joe. So obviously, all of the Bidens have been lying all along. That interview was two years ago. Since then, we have not heard a peep about this federal tax investigation into Hunter and Joe, right? And that's kind of weird since the Biden administration has uh, put up 87,000 new IRS agents to enforce tax law. And by the way, a couple of months ago, The Biden DOJ indicted Trump's 75-year-old accountant because he didn't declare the full value of his work vehicle. And they released Donald Trump's tax returns in full violation of every privacy law on taxes. So they have no problem targeting their political enemies over nothing. 
But the Biden crime family um, apparently has evaded taxes across the board on all of these uh, international business transactions that uh, were directly involved with influence peddling. Totally illegal. But these same enforcers of the tax law can't be bothered to look into Hunter or bring charges, or at the very least, bring this investigation to fruition. Especially when they have the laptop proving he took millions of dollars from the government of China and Ukraine and elsewhere. So the questions are, you know, did he pay every dollar in federal taxes? What about these Russian hookers? How about his work vehicle? Let's take a look at his tax returns. What about uh, lying on a federal gun form? How about that? If you try that, all of these things are felonies. You'd be in prison. But Hunter Biden, like Alec Baldwin, is not in prison. He's making doodles and selling them for tens of thousands of dollars in New York. Well, now we may actually get some real answers to this because there is a career special agent at the IRS who has been at the IRS working on criminal investigations for over a decade, and he has decided at great sacrifice uh, to him, he has decided to come forward and blow the whistle on the corruption in the Biden administration, in particular at the IRS, but also at the DOJ and the FBI. This whistleblower has now informed Congress that he would like whistleblower protections because he says that he has proof that the DOJ and FBI have been stonewalling this investigation, improperly handling it, basically burying it for all of these years to protect Hunter and the president. He also says that he has proof that the Attorney General of the United States Merrick Garland, our most corrupt and radical attorney general ever, lied under oath about the Hunter investigation. He went in front of Congress and he lied. That's a felony. So the attorney general committed a felony in all likelihood, according to this whistleblower, who also says that he has, quote, seen preferential treatment and politics improperly infecting decisions and protocols throughout the agency and that these changes in standard protocol were designed to, quote, benefit the politically connected. So uh, through all of this, uh, it's becoming increasingly obvious that uh, the Biden family are a bunch of criminals. We've known that all along, but I think we're about to see real evidence of this. This whistleblower has real documents, concrete evidence, emails, uh, formal documents, texts, you name it including apparently proof that our dirtball radical attorney general, who was supposed to be enforcing the law equally across the board, is protecting the president and his son lied under oath, which is a felony. When the White House was asked about this, Kareen Diversity Hire just said, oh, well, I think it's uh, everybody's acting independently. President wants the DOJ acting independently. It's all a lie. It's all a lie. They went ahead and arrested grandmas from Indiana for carrying Trump flags on January 6th, but the president and his son are walking scot-free. We cannot go on like this. 
we cannot go on like this. A healthy republic, which is supposed to have checks and balances, supposed to have an independent DOJ prosecuting the law in an even-handed way, is just not. And the corruption runs so deep. So deep. And then, of course, we have this other story breaking. Our friend John Solomon at Just the News broke this. Listen here. Remember that, uh, that letter signed by 51 top former intelligence officers, including John Brennan, James Clapper, all saying that Hunter Biden's laptop was Russian disinformation? That was in October of 2020, right before the presidential election. They were dismissing what Trump was trying to say. Remember Leslie Stahl saying to Trump, you have no evidence. This is Russian disinformation, this laptop. These are all lies. Mm -hmm. Well, Solomon reported yesterday, and it's a huge story, quote, a former acting CIA director, Mike Morrell, has admitted to Congress that he organized the letter that falsely portrayed Hunter Biden's laptop as Russian disinformation in an effort to influence the 2020 election in favor of Joe Biden, and that he did so at the direction of current Secretary of State Antony Blinken. This according to a letter released yesterday by House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jim Jordan. The extraordinary admission by career intelligence officer Michael Morrell provides stunning evidence that the now infamous letter from 51 security officials in October 2020 was not an organic intelligence community initiative, but rather a political dirty trick originating with Blinken and the Biden campaign. Jordan sent a letter demanding Blinken answer a series of questions about Morrell's stunning testimony as lawmakers weighed the enormity of America's top diplomat being willing to accuse a nuclear-armed superpower of interfering in the 2020 election without evidence. That letter included major snippets of Morrell's testimony. So Morrell was deputy CIA director for a long time. He wanted to be CIA director under Biden. Biden passed him over. Um, and for Bill Burns, who's our current CIA director. So Morell is now coming forward saying he got involved with the letter at Blinken's request and later received a phone call from the Biden campaign thanking him when Biden used the letter and all of its lies to blunt criticism of Hunter's foreign business dealings. Okay, so everything leading into the 2020 election was a lie. Okay, was a lie about the virus, was a lie about George Floyd, BLM, Antifa burning down the country. It was a lie about Hunter Biden's laptop. It was a lie about the uh, intelligence uh, folks coming forward saying it was Russian disinformation. Everything you were told in 2020 was a lie. And it was all done to stop Donald Trump and install Joe Biden. This is your government at work, the government you pay for, the government that is supposed to be operating for you. This is the depth of corruption that we are seeing in this country. It's been going on for a long time. We cannot go on like this. You do realize we're in a tyranny now, right? This is not the republic that the founders gave us, and we have a lot of work to do to fix it. When we come back, we're going to talk to James Comer about so much of this and see where his investigations are and what consequences he's prepared to bring. So sit tight for that. We're coming right back. 
Okay, everybody, listen up. We all want to be healthier, right? Well, to get there, we have to have a healthier diet, which is not always easy to do. I can attest to that. You know, that shredded lettuce in a double-double and the fruit filling in a donut are amazing, but they do not count toward the recommended five servings of fruits and vegetables a day. Sorry to be the one to break it to you, but they don't. I don't always eat healthy either, but I will share that the Mayo Clinic says if you want to help prevent heart disease, lower blood pressure, and cholesterol, eat five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. I don't, and you probably won't. That's why I take Field of Greens. Unlike other supplements, each fruit and each vegetable in Field of Greens was medically selected by doctors to support your vital organs, like the heart, lungs, kidneys, and the immune system. Flu season is here, and I trust Field of Greens to help me stay healthy. Field of Greens works fast and tastes so good. It's really delicious, guys, and you'll feel better with more energy and you'll notice your skin, hair, and nails will look healthier too. I certainly noticed that in me since I started taking Field of Greens. If you don't always eat right and exercise, join me and take Field of Greens. Let me get you started with 15% off your first order. Visit fieldofgreens.com and use promo code MONICA. That's promo code MONICA at fieldofgreens.com, fieldofgreens.com. Well, I'm absolutely delighted to welcome Representative James Comer, who represents Kentucky's first congressional district, and he also serves as chairman of the House Oversight Committee. He can be found on Twitter at Rep James Comer and also at James Comer. And guys, I know we talk a lot about investigations and how important they are in terms of exposing the depth of corruption and rot. Um, And a lot of times over the years, we've been very disappointed Pointed by the extent of these investigations into the left and corrupt Democrats. But Chairman Comer is actually putting his money where his mouth is and doing extraordinarily important and substantive work. He joins us now. Chairman Comer, welcome. Thank you for having me. Well, it's an absolute delight to have you here, and I want to thank you so much for taking the time. And like I said, we, I, we all in this audience thank you for the tremendous work that you're doing because you're conducting such important oversight and, ex- and really exposing this corruption that we hear about but pretty much never see the light of day, and you're really shining a bright light on this. So we're all very grateful to you. Thank you so much. Well, we've got uh, a number of areas to get into with you today, and I want to begin with something that the Wall Street Journal broke yesterday, which is apparently a very high-ranking IRS criminal supervisory agent, a special agent at the IRS tasked with investigating crimes, uh, has come forward and has asked for whistleblower protections. And what he is alleging is that the Biden administration, including the Biden White House, but certainly the DOJ, has been mishandling the Hunter Biden investigation, which everybody should know has been ongoing now for five years. It was begun in 2018. So this investigation has been going on forever with Hunter, and he is now coming forward, this agent, to allege that perhaps the DOJ, all the way up to the Attorney General Merrick Garland, has not been telling the truth and has been protecting Hunter Biden. What can you tell us on this? 
Well, I think this is just the, the beginning, and it's obvious that someone is stonewalling this investigation. Uh, but until you get into Treasury and see the, all the bank violations and see the the massive web of LLCs and bank accounts and all the, the suspicious wire transfers that this family was doing, you, you can't really appreciate the fact that uh, – nothing's ever happened to Hunter Biden, who we know is under investigation. There's no question he's under investigation, but nothing has happened. And, you know, the evidence is overwhelming that uh, Hunter Biden was, was committing a lot of potential crime. And the fact that he's never been indicted is is a joke, especially when you look at Donald Trump getting indicted for a misdemeanor uh, that happened, uh, you know, years ago. So I think that people at the IRS. I think we have good people in the FBI. I think we have good people uh, in the DOJ. We have good people at the FBI. They're sitting back. Now they realize that, that our committee, the House Oversight Committee, actually has obtained the evidence. And I think they want to clear their good name. And I think they want to do the right thing. And I think they're going to come forward and say, look, we were told to stand down. And that's what I think this whistleblower will say. And remember, there's a pattern of this We've already exposed that on the House Oversight Committee. Just a, just a few weeks ago, we had the general counsel for the National Archives come in and admit in a transcribed interview that uh, he was told that he couldn't re respond to the Republicans on the House Oversight Committee, their inquiries, and he couldn't post on the website the fact that Joe Biden mishandled classified documents, even though they were allowed to post on the website that Donald Trump had mishandled classified documents. So there's a pattern here of Merrick Garland's DOJ telling people to stand down when it comes to uh, potential corruption by Biden's. It's really interesting when you consider the timeline. So this investigation into Hunter began in 2018 when President Trump was still in office. I assume that the operatives in the FBI and DOJ, the careers, not the political appointees, but slow walked it until the 2020 election, certainly didn't want to bring charges leading up to the election. They think that that would be undue influence. But now that President Biden has been office, I mean, I, I think it's pretty clear that his attorney general, DOJ and FBI, which have been completely weaponized over the years to the point now where it's just incredible. It was so corrupt, we're going to have to uproot the entire thing. Um, now they're, they're in the business of protecting this Biden crime family. So when you consider that timeline and the fact that this whistleblower is intimating that Merrick Garland lied before y'all, he lied before Congress, uh, that is perjury by the attorney general. If that can be proven, what happens next? Well, it's not going to end well for, for Merrick Garland. I mean, look at what we're dealing with with this administration. We had Mayorkas yesterday, and everyone in America knows he's not being truthful about the what's going on in the southern border. You've got Merrick Garland, and whistleblowers are coming forward. The evidence is coming forward uh, to show that they, in fact, have weaponized the Department of Justice. So we, we've got some serious concerns about the, the entire Biden White House, not to mention the president himself. So I think that from my standpoint on the House Oversight Committee, uh, we're, we're following the money trail with respect to the Bidens. And then Jim Jordan on the Judiciary and on the Weaponization Select Committee, he's paying attention. So this whistleblower is actually going to assist two different 
investigations, he's going to uh, the, the whistleblower is going to assist, first of all, with uh, with the Biden family influence peddling investigation, also going to assist with the with the investigation of whether or not the, the Department of Justice and uh, the IRS and other government agencies have become weaponized under Joe Biden and Merrick Garland. So uh, I think it's going to be very valuable what the what the whistleblower has to say. But but look, with respect to the Biden family influence peddling. If you're if you're sincerely investigating the president's son, you can't help but expand that investigation to the president's brothers, the president's sister, the the president's nieces and nephews, the president's grandchildren, because a- according to the bank record, they're they're all involved in this. They've all received wires. They've all received money through these LLCs, and and no one is going to be able to uh, defend how this money was transferred from LLC to LLC. And then you, you know, we've had access to some of the LLC bank records. I mean, it doesn't appear that any of these LLCs are, are legitimate businesses that they're anything other than uh, tools to use as a pass through to disguise or launder where the source of the, the money's coming from. So, you know, th- it's not just about the president's son, it's about the whole family, which brings into question, why is the family receiving this much money from places like the Chinese Communist Party, you know, it, it and, and, you know, everything points back to Joe. Yes. And that is the critical point, uh, Chairman Comer. So I, you know, I saw earlier this week that members of your committee, House Oversight, went on this field trip uh, to my old stomping grounds, the Treasury Department, to examine the hundreds of suspicious activities reports or SARS related to the Biden crime family. And I just want the audience to know, if you have one SARS filed by a bank to the Treasury Department, against you, flagging potentially illegal activity and or activity that could jeopardize national security. It is sketchy. And what we now hear is that the Biden family had upwards of, what, 250 SARS filed against them and and, uh, everybody around them, upwards of nine Biden family members. So where there's smoke, there is definitely fire. And we have a lot of smoke and apparently fire here. What, first of all, how many SARS are we talking about and how much money are we talking about? I'm not allowed to say the exact number of SARS, but it was more than was previously reported. Mm-hmm. And and remember, these bank violations aren't from one bank or two banks or three banks. These are from many banks. So it wasn't like you had maybe one disgruntled banker that kept filing these bank violations or, or one, say, partisan bank that didn't like the Bidens or whatever. This is multiple, multiple banks basically saying the same thing. Look, it, it appears there's money laundering taking place. It appears there's, you know, we don't understand what the purpose of this company is. And they just received a $3 million wire from a, uh, you know, potentially state-owned entity in China and things like that. So th- there's a lot of evidence of criminal activity uh, within those bank violations. And, you know, we're talking about thousands of pages of bank violations. And what we learned from the bank violations is there are many more LLCs than we previously knew about that, that pertain to the Bidens. There are more bank accounts than we previously knew about. And there are more Biden family members involved in the scheme than we previously knew about.
It's just unbelievable. Can you tell us how much money we're talking about here? We, we've heard millions, but are we talking tens of millions, a hundred million or more? Uh, I, I think at the end of the day, it'll be, you know, somewhere in that 10 million range. I, I don't think it's going to be hundreds of millions. And, you know, people, it, it, it's, it's, it's really where the money went that, that matters. You know, a lot of Democrats, they'll quick, they're quick to say, well, Jared Kushner got a wire from, from Saudi Arabia for a billion dollars or whatever. You know, I'm not defending Jared Kushner, but that was a wire to a legitimate uh, private equity deal. These wires to the Bidens, I haven't found a legitimate business. And when we identified the first wire that went to that Robinson Walker account, it was $3 million from the Chinese Communist Party. And then the, the Robinson Walker account then wired three or four Biden family members uh, about $1.1 million the, the next day after they got that wire from China. The Biden lawyer said, well, that was used for seed capital. No, it wasn't used for seed capital. It was stuck in their pockets, in their personal accounts. There's no seed capital. There's no, there's nothing that's been capitalized. So, you know, we haven't found legitimate businesses here and, and the media, you know, they were defending Biden saying, well, this was a, the Bidens were in the energy business. I haven't found any energy company and I'm looking and I'm going on national TV every night. And I'm just, just, you know, almost taunting the Biden lawyers. Like I haven't found an energy company and no one said anything. They're not correcting me. They're, they're just, mm. they're kind of, they're kind of being quiet here. Uh, so it's very shady. What was going on? The banks knew it. That's why they kept filing all those bank violations. So, you know, you made an excellent point about where all of this money uh, was going, and you're exploring that and investigating that. The other part of the equation, Chairman, is also what kind of entities were directing this money. You mentioned China. You mentioned the CCP. Uh, we have evidence of the, directly from the CCP and CCP-related enterprises flowing into these Biden family accounts. Did any of these transactions support either directly or indirectly Chinese intelligence or the Chinese military? Well, one of the the Chinese operatives used to be the, the spy chief for China. Even Hunter said that in his text messages and emails. He was essentially what James Comey was for, for, you know, the FBI. I mean, that, that's what, that's one of the people that, that Hunter was, was dealing with. And the, the one legitimate company that that they dealt with with China, I think it's important to know what they were trying to do. They weren't giving the Bidens money to turn around and invest in things in in America. That that's not what I found to be true. They were just paying the Bidens, and what 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 Hunter was doing, according to the laptop and the PowerPoint presentations, was he was walking in the room with them to make it look like. Uh, this is a credible entity. The United States government supports this Chinese company. And it was the Chinese companies wanting to go all over the world and buy farmland and buy manufacturing facilities and buy interest in defense contractors and buy energy companies and buy uh, interest in, you know, the drillers for energy companies that were would own the infrastructure for energy. Every country on the planet is skeptical of China. 
and fearful that China's trying to take over and, and dominate, be a wor- the world power play, the superpower. And the fact that they found the president's son, the v- former, well, had been the former vice president's son, who was, you know, a front runner to be president during this time period. And they, they, he was just used as a crutch. So he was basically, you know, he was, he was influence peddling and, and trying to give the impression all over the world that look, the Biden family and the United States government supports this Chinese company, sell them whatever they want, sell them your rare earth minerals, sell them your energy companies, sell them whatever. So the Bidens weren't investing or doing anything. They were just getting paid for using their last name and using the United States of America. Now we've got all this bipartisan support in Washington to stand up to China. Well, my God, the president's own family was in the, in their back pocket trying to help them uh, make them stronger. So, so that's what's criminal about all this. Yes, and this is what is jeopardizing our national security against our premier enemy, which is the CCP. It's unbelievable that we've got an actual Manchurian candidate who is now president of the United States and basically selling out our country for his own family's uh, benefit over the years. All right, Chairman, please stand by. We've got much more with you coming up straight ahead. Okay, we're back with Chairman James Comer of House Oversight. Chairman, you know, President Biden is on record saying that he never discussed Hunter's international business transactions with him. But we know now that, you know, they they always seem to set aside at least 10% for the big guy. And we know who the big guy is. Did he think that, you know, all of this money flowing into the family coffers came from the tooth fairy? Does he have plausible deniability or is he lying? Well, that's a term that the president's brother jokes about with people all the time. He he refers plausible deniability, plausible deniability for, for Joe. That's one reason they set up so many LLCs and they try to wire money back and forth to, to disguise it or launder it, however you want to call that. In the end, that's what will take them down. In the end, in my opinion, that's what the whistleblower is going to blow the whistle about. But But regardless, this family went to great lengths to to protect Joe. And you know at the at the end of the day everyone we've spoken with the the other whistleblowers that we're in communication with they say that Joe knew very well Joe was in some of the meetings but uh the brother would always like if they were going to talk money or whatever they would you know Joe would leave and then they would say plausible deniability and they would laugh about it you know it's the ultimate smoke filled room of public corruption is what the what the Bidens were doing in their influence peddling scheme, and and to see exactly how many family members were were involved in this. I mean, it's just it it's shocking, it's disappointing, and then it really makes me mad at our media because the media is supposed to play a role in oversight and holding corrupt politicians accountable. But this media spending all their time attacking me. You know, in the beginning, when we launched this investigation, it was conspiracy theories. And and next it was, well, they're not getting anything done, you know, after I'd been chairman for about three weeks. Oh, they haven't proven anything. And now it's like, well, well, Joe didn't do anything. You know, maybe the family did some things that were bad, but I don't think they were illegal. And Joe Biden, he, he you haven't, they haven't tied it to Joe yet. Well, of course it's tied to Joe. I mean, why would they? Why would China be paying 
Biden family members millions of dollars if they weren't getting a return on that investment. Joe is the only reason we have these transactions because he was U.S. senator, he was vice president, and now he's president. He's the only reason any of this stuff went down and the Biden family has become so enriched and empowered out of this. Hunter Biden was a pretty successful bag man, but all roads lead to Joe whose office and, they leverage for power and profit. Is that where your investigations are leading to, Joe? Is that why no, they're piling on you? Yeah, yeah, they're scared to death. You know, I think there's a reason Joe Biden hasn't declared for president. And I think that once we started getting those bank records, they, they never thought we would get because they thought this was going to be like a typical Republican investigation that uh, was all hat and no cattle. And they were going, we were going to go for the... Uh, big sound bite on day one and subpoena the Bidens. If we had, if I had subpoenaed the Bidens, like some conservative commentators were, were demanding me to do, the Bidens wouldn't have complied with the subpoena. It would have been tied up in court for two years. The House could potentially flip back to Democrat and nothing would have ever been done. They would have gotten away with, with the crime. I subpoenaed the little people that we knew about who was, who was, wiring money to the Bidens. We had been doing our research for a long time. We subpoenaed their bank accounts and those bank accounts showed wires to the Bidens. So through the back door, we were able to obtain banking information on the Bidens that they never thought would happen. So we now have in possession these these bank records that show the Bidens getting this money from sources where they never should have gotten money. And that helped us get Treasury to let us in to look at the bank violations. Well, that's opened up a whole big can of worms for for the the Biden family. Now we've got all this information. They know we're 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 on to them. There's whistleblowers come forward. Other whistleblowers they know are in uh, communication uh, with with various people that that we're in communication with. So at the end of the day, the the walls are closing in on the Bidens, and you know they're just kind of trying to say no comment. Well, they also have institutional protection with the DOJ and the FBI, and they've got their wingmen in the propaganda press. So it really is up to you to conduct these investigations and punch forward. If you, at the end of all of this, if you have concrete evidence that Joe Biden committed real crimes of illegal influence peddling, will you move to impeach him? Well, I'm the lead investigator Jim Jordan will be the lead impeacher if it gets to that point. Uh, Kevin McCarthy will have a big say on on what happens. My job is to get the facts for the American people. We're getting facts every day. I think we're getting more facts than anyone ever thought we would. I think we're doing it quicker than anyone thought we could. Uh, We'll be bringing more facts out next week that I think uh, might make you feel the ground shake uh, wherever Mm. you are. So, the more facts we bring forward, the more troubling it is for Joe Biden. You know, when you talk about impeachment, I hate to to be negative, but we've got to get the senators on board. You know, we're trying to do the debt ceiling. We're trying to be responsible over here in the House. And you just got Republican senators. Oh, well, it's irresponsible to, to try to make cuts. Even the cuts we're making, we're still not balancing the budget. I mean, th- this place is out of control. We need term limits. I mean, it's not just the Biden family. We've got senators and representatives, but senators especially that need to go home. 
So there's, I just hope that this is a successful investigation. People can see that Joe Biden's not been truthful with the American people. We shake things up. Uh, we disrupt the, the, the swamp in Washington. Maybe this will lead to getting term limits passed. Maybe we can get a whole lot of new faces in Washington and try to do what's right for the hardworking, taxpaying American people. Well, amen to that. And all of these investigations that you're doing are necessary and important. And I want to let you go because you're so busy and we're so grateful for your time. But you're also excavating the truth about the catastrophic Afghanistan withdrawal. I hope to to have you back to talk about that. But all of these investigations, especially into the Bidens, are so important, and the American people will be outraged if you uncover all of this illegal activity and there are no real consequences. So we hope to see those consequences if and when your investigations lead you there. Because the American people have a right to know if their commander-in-chief is representing America's interests or his own. And if he's been representing his own and his family's, then there needs to be uh, real consequences to this. Absolutely. I agree. And I think one of the one of the consequences of, of getting this information, I really believe, is is the fact that he's not filed for reelection. I mean, this is gonna this isn't gonna go away. Uh, more and more evidence is gonna be presented to the American people of at the very at, at best for Joe Biden, you know, very unethical behavior, at worst criminal behavior. So you know, this is a problem that the president has. I think his staff seeing it. I think the lawyers are seeing it. I don't think the the Bidens have been truthful with their attorneys. I don't think they've been in truth been truthful with their press secretary and other people. So uh, I think I think we're starting to see effects from the work we're doing, and uh, this is just the beginning. So we're going to stay on it and and not just provide the people with the truth, but also hold people accountable for for wrongdoing. Well, thank goodness, because it's also deeply corrupt with a compromised president. And it's just unbelievable that over the last, what, six years or so, that they have attacked, investigated, impeached, indicted Donald Trump for all of the illegal activity that they themselves were doing. Right. No, I, I agree that double standard here, uh, not just with the with the Department of Justice, not just with a lot of these federal bureaucracies, but with the with the mainstream media as well. Well, I can't thank you enough for your time today, Chairman, and thank you for investigating all of this and holding the Bidens and his administration accountable. We're all so grateful to you for that. Great. Thank Thanks. you very much. You bet. Chairman James Comer of House Oversight. You can follow his work at at Rep. James Comer on Twitter and the Oversight Committee. You can find them at at GOP Oversight. We'll be right back. But first, guys, listen up. Don't risk crazy facial procedures from places like Brazil or Colombia when you want to look good. When you can get the best skin of your life from GenuCell. Nothing works like GenuCell because it's a family recipe for over 20 years. I've been using GenuCell products for a long time and I love them. Made by a compounding pharmacist in small batches and always safe, cruelty-free, and natural. Right now, go to GenuCell.com slash Monica and save over 70% off GenuCell's most popular package, featuring their Ultra Retinol, which I use every night, I love it, and their Dark Spot Corrector. So don't wait, go to GenuCell.com slash Monica, GenuCell.com slash Monica, 
All orders are upgraded to free shipping, and every subscription order includes a complimentary spring spa box with three spa essentials, also free. Limited time, though, so visit now. Genucel.com slash Monica. That's G-E-N-U-C-E-L, Genucel.com slash Monica, Genucel.com slash Monica. We'll be right back. Okay, welcome back. Well, guess what, guys? We're going to bring back the email bag, right? We haven't done your emails in such a long time. And I'm so sorry about that because we've had great guests, long interviews, really important stuff, but your voice is just as important. So I apologize for not dipping into the email bag, but today we're gonna because we've got, we, well, we've got a ton of your emails and I'm so appreciative. Monica Crowley podcast at gmail.com. So let's dip into that email bag and see what Steve in Oklahoma has written. So Steve writes something that's, that's on the nose from what we're talking about all day today. He writes this, President Nixon was a World War II veteran. He was a great president. And when you compare Watergate with the corruption of President Obama and sleepy Joe Biden, it isn't even close. Obama weaponized the government to go after his political enemies, and Sleepy Joe has turned the DOJ and the FBI into the enforcement wing of the Democratic Party. He set up a task force at the FBI to go after parents who protest the woke ideology. His DHS set up a ministry of truth and appointed a vile radical nut to head up that ministry of truth. Nina Jankowitz defended the Ministry of Truth by saying they had no power. They just made recommendations to DHS. But when she made recommendations to DHS, they took the recommendations and went to implement them. She may technically have had no power, but when she made those recommendations to DHS, those recommendations were assigned to the DOJ and FBI for action. Obama and Sleepy Joe have turned the government into a surveillance state, an authoritative state. Well, thank you so much, Steve in Oklahoma. I really appreciate uh, the note. And I've got a couple of things on this. First of all, Ms. Jankowitz bit the dust. As many of us know, she resigned. But now she's suing because of course she is. She filed a lawsuit against Fox News for what she calls spreading malicious, reckless lies about her. She denied that she was going to be Biden's chief censor and head up an Orwellian ministry of truth, which, of course, she was. That was the whole point of this, right? By the way, she announced all of this, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago in a video replete with the dramatic music because, of course, never mind that this nut has a long history of attacking and censoring conservatives, and that she did that ludicrous singing video about misinformation. Remember that to Mary Poppins or whatever it was? She's always been a clown. But now she's a clown with a crowdfunded lawsuit, which I assume is ongoing, right? So the White House, though, did continue with the Ministry of Truth concept, and now, thanks to Elon Musk, We know how deep, how pervasive, how coordinated it all was and is with big tech in conjunction with, yes, Steve is right, the DOJ, the FBI, 
so many other institutions. The Twitter files, just the tip of the iceberg. Secondly here, Steve, the truth is that the biggest threat that we face is the weaponization of our own government against us, what we spoke about with Chairman Comer today. Now it's being exposed, thanks to him and Jim Jordan and others in Congress conducting these investigations, also Elon Musk revealing a lot, but it's also more extreme and dangerous than ever. And third, yes, President Nixon was a truly great president, and therefore a target of the deep state. Perhaps most importantly, he was a good man, a truly good man, and it was my honor and privilege to have known him. And man, don't we need a president like Nixon today? Well, going to get one, hopefully, in Donald J. Trump. All right, that is going to do it for me today. I want to thank you so much. This was a really, really important show So I appreciate you guys joining me here today. Tell everybody you know, friends, family, uh, work colleagues about this podcast. Everybody should be listening to it. Am I right? Thanks for being here today, checking out our great sponsors. We all really appreciate that too. And have a fantastic weekend. We've got big shows coming up next week. So I will see you then. I'll see you right back here on Monday. Monday.